You know, for quite some time, I've known that Easter wasn't just a Christian tradition, but I never knew all the details until I was uh, perusing one of my favorite books, a paperback I have called The Origins of Everything. And I loved finding out exactly what the sexual foundation of the whole Easter holiday is. Uh, let me read you a little bit. It all starts second century Rome. You know how I'm going to get into this because I'm like completely addicted to that Rome series on HBO, which, by the way, is just stuffed with sex. Lots and lots of Easter sex. <laughs> well, apparently Easter, which in the Christian faith commemorates the resurrection of Christ and is consequently the most sacred of all holy days, is also the name of an ancient Saxon festival and of the pagan goddess of spring and offspring. Her name was Estra. How a once tumultuous Saxon fertility festival to Estra was transformed into a solemn Christian service is another example of the supreme authority of the church early in its history. Second century Christian missionaries spreading out among the Teutonic tribes north of Rome encountered numerous heathen religious observances. Whenever possible, the missionaries did not interfere too strongly with entrenched customs. You can imagine everyone's having an orgy and you're going to come in and say, no, 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 we're going to be talking about the crucifixion now. It just wouldn't go over well. Rather, quietly and often ingeniously, the missionaries attempted to transform pagan practices into ceremonies that harmonized with Christian doctrine. There was a very practical reason for this. Converts publicly partaking in a Christian ceremony and on a day when no one else was celebrating would be easy targets for persecution. But if a Christian rite was staged on the same day as a long-observed heathen one, and if the two modes of worship were not glaringly different, then the new converts might live to make other converts. Oh, that's so smart. <laughs> the Christian missionaries astutely observed that the centuries-old festival to Estra, commemorated at the start of spring, coincided with the time of year of their own observance. Oh, gee, isn't that amazing? Of the miracle of the resurrection of Christ. Thus, the resurrection was subsumed under the protective rubric Estra, later spelled Easter, saving the lives of countless Christians. Now, what about the Easter Bunny? I mean, it's pretty obvious, isn't it? This is a rabbit, or more accurately, a hare, and its symbol can be traced back to the origin of the word Easter. According to the Venerable Bede, the English historian who lived from 672 to 735, the goddess Estra was worshipped by the Anglo-Saxons through her earthly symbol, the hare, the male rabbit, very busy guy. The custom of the Easter hare came to America with the Germans who immigrated to Pennsylvania in the 18th and 19th centuries. Now this part gets interesting. From Pennsylvania, this group spread out to Virginia, North and South Carolina, Tennessee, New York, and Canada, taking their customs with them. Most 18th century Americans, however, were of the more austere religious denominations, such as the Quaker, the Presbyterian, and the Puritan. They ignored a seemingly frivolous symbol as a white rabbit. 
More than a hundred years passed before this Teutonic Easter tradition began to gain acceptance in America. In fact, it was not until after the Civil War, with its legacy of death and destruction, that the nation as a whole began a widespread observance of Easter itself, led primarily by Presbyterians. <laughs> they viewed the resurrection as a source of inspiration and renewed hope for millions of bereaved Americans. I just love stuff like this. I love knowing all the dirt. <laughs> now, of course, eggs are pretty obvious, right? It's all about fertility. I mean, the idea that it could be anything else, I, I, I don't know how anyone makes that argument. From the earliest times, according to my book, and in most cultures, the egg signified birth and resurrection. The Egyptians buried eggs in their tombs. The Greeks placed eggs atop graves. The Romans coined a proverb, omne vivum ex ovo. Oh, I love saying that. All life comes from an egg. And legend has it that Simon of Cyrene, who helped carry Christ's cross to the cavalry, was by trade an egg merchant. <laughs> <laughs> Upon returning from the crucifixion to his produce farm, he allegedly discovered that all of his hen's eggs had miraculously turned a rainbow of colors. Substantive evidence for this legend is weak, but you know, any of you who've ever lived with hens know that they really do make eggs in different colors, and sometimes they're so pretty because one will have a slightly bluish hue or a pinkish hue, like rosy shades of brown. So I could see that. You know, not everything's going to be day glow. <laughs> Now, here's another little tidbit. In parts of Germany during the early 1880s, Easter eggs substituted for birth certificates. I love that. I want an egg now instead of a birth certificate. The egg was dyed a solid color, then a design, which included the recipient's name and birth date, which was etched into the shell with a needle or a sharp tool. Such Easter eggs were honored in law courts as evidence of identity and age. That is so wonderful. That's what I'm going to make this year. I'm going to make little sexy ID eggs. <laughs> are you a top? Are you a bottom? What are you into? <laughs> Finally, I would be remiss if we didn't talk about hot cross buns, because this is another one where everyone's gotten completely bamboozled by the notion of Christ and the cross. We all think, I did, I was raised with hot cross buns, that that cross is, you know, Jesus, goddammit, but it isn't. <laughs> Traditionally eaten at Easter, the twice scored biscuits were first baked by the Saxons in honor of Estra. The word bun itself Oh, gosh, like a bun in the oven, derives from boon, Saxon, for sacred ox, for an ox was sacrificed at the Estra festival, and the image of its horns was carved into the celebratory cakes. So it's not a crucifix, it's an ox's horns. And the whole idea of the ox being sacrificed brings me right back to my favorite series I was telling you about, the Rome series. Do you remember when one of the very beautiful women characters who's plotting all kinds of evil things. She decides in order to get all her terrible, vengeful plans to come true, she's going to sacrifice an ox and bathe in its blood. And it's outrageous. I mean, she's under, they, they've got this, you know, poor cattle strung above her. They slice it open. She's underneath the blood, you know, some diaphanous nothing of a gown. It's all over her breast. She's rubbing it and rubbing it. It's, oh, you know, everyone's screaming who's <laughs> watching the episode. 
that's a hot cross bun for you. <laughs> I hope you have a really fun Easter. I always have an egg hunt. I always have champagne. I always get involved with a lot of finger paint. <laughs> it's a really sweet holiday, a very fertile holiday, and I hope it is this year for you, too.